The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The Word of God for this, this third Sunday in Lent is found in just one short verse, and you all know me, I can... I can I can give more than a sermon on just one small verse, but just one small verse from, from Romans chapter 14. It's on page uh, 11 in your bulletins, it, and it comes at the end of Romans chapter 14. It's verse 23, and we're going we're gonna to really move into this verse, and, and my prayer is to open it up for you. Here's what God's Word has for us this morning. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. Because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. This is God's word. Here on these Sundays of Lent, we are, we are doing a sermon series that we're calling Sharpened. And we're looking at categories, categorical sin. So, so a couple weeks, weeks back, we looked at, at an episode of drunkenness in, in Noah's life. We talked about sins of rashness, sins of weakness. And this morning, we're going to talk about a different kind of sin, a different category of sin, and it's called sins against conscience. I told you a couple weeks ago a story about me conducting a choir in front of a rather large uh, Lutheran church. Only I was a kid and there was another conductor, and I got in trouble for it. You can go back and listen to that story. But I want to remind you about what my dad said. He said, son, you need your conscience sharpened. And this morning, as we talk about sins of conscience, that's, that's my prayer. That is, that, 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 is, that is my great hope this morning, is that we can, we can take your conscience and we can sharpen it. First of all, we're, we're going we're gonna to look at this, we're going to split up this verse into three different parts and, and move through it really slowly. So the Apostle Paul is going to say, whoever has doubts. So we're, there we're going to talk about the sound of the conscience, the doubting conscience, the doubting conscience. And then we're going to look at, at the, the, the verb, is condemned. And there we're going to talk about the sting of conscience. And then finally, what the Apostle Paul talks about faith and what comes from faith. There we're going to talk about the, the stillness of conscience. So first of all, the sound of conscience. If you have ears to hear, you will hear a noisy verse here. Like, like the decibel level. The volume of the beginning, the opening words of this verse are very loud. The Apostle Paul says, he says, whoever has doubts. So here's what he's talking about. He, he's talking to the Romans, and they're doubting. They ha, they have, some of them have a doubting conscience. They're wondering, should I be, as a Christian, should I be a vegetarian? This is one of their questions. Can I eat halal food? They're wondering. Should I observe holy days? Can I even drink even, even just a drop of alcohol? 
And, and they're, they're going before God. And, and in the presence of God, they are saying, dear, dear Jesus, I know what you've done for me. I know what it cost you. And the last thing that I want to do is to sin. And I'm just not sure about this. I, 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 I don't know if I can drink even a little bit. I, I don't know if I should eat meat. I, I don't know if I can do this. And their consciences, the decibel level of their consciousness, their consciences was 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 amped up to to a level like Madison Square Garden when the Knicks are playing like it it was very loud in there look we're not we're not talking about we're not talking about probable consciences like like you're you're pretty sure that it's okay to do it or not do it we're we're not talking about correct consciences cuz you can have those like where where you know it's wrong or or you know it's right and it's 100% certain because you can have a conscience like that. We're talking about a situation that's filled with ambiguity. We're talking about middle things or adiaph, or we're talking about things where you just you can't even get past fifty percent, and you're wondering, I don't know if I should do it. And the conscience is screaming at you. I think moms feel this. They call it mom guilt. Moms feel it. I was reading a book over my vacation uh, called A Tree That Grows in Brooklyn. And it's one of the top 100 books in the New York Public Library. And it describes this mom in Brooklyn 100 years ago. And they, the New York City Public Libraries were requiring the kids to be vaccinated for measles. And the immigrants, this was a new immigrant family, did not want the vaccinations. And the mom didn't want to see them, her kids, her name was Katie. She didn't want to see her kids vaccinated for measles. So she, you know what she said to her kids were six and seven? She said, go alone to the clinic. And this is how the author puts it. You're coming with us, right, Mama? No, I've got to go to work. Who's going to go to work if I don't? And the author said this, covering up her conscience with indignation. She knew, she knew, like the mom knew deep down, this, this is a messed up thing to do. I shouldn't send my six and seven-year-old to the vaccination clinic alone, but she couldn't do it. So she went against her conscience and sent him anyway. She covered up her conscience. With indignation, she ignored the decibel level. Look, this is the one I'm trying to show you. I'm trying to show you that we need to hear the sound of our conscience. And sometimes the volume of our consciences is way up. Like you, you, you can hear your conscience, it's a doubting conscience that's screaming at you. Like these moments are sometimes so, so rare in Christian life where you know, you know that what you're about to do or what you just did is wrong. And like you're on your knees and you're crying your eyes out and you're thinking, wow, I do not have a clear conscience right now. Your con the decibel level of your conscience is, is, is up to heaven itself. God, I've sinned against you. But most of the time, 
Most of the time, it's like that mom in Brooklyn. And the decibel level is like, like crickets. You know, I think Disney was on to something, like in, 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 in the film Pinocchio, Jiminy the Cricket, where at night, you've probably been in places where they have crickets, and at night they come out, and it's, it can be pretty loud, right? But if you're not paying attention, it goes right into the background, doesn't it? And even though the cricket is there, you don't hear it anymore. We need, I want to take that background sound and bring it forward. You know, you know our consciences, if, we're, if we have ears to hear, are talking to us all the time. Like, you get, you get to the end of the day, and you just feel a little bit uneasy about the day. And, and what you discover as you, as you think about the day, and you're thinking, why, why do I not have this sense of peace? Why, why can't I get, get to tranquility right in this moment? Like, it just feels kind of messed up. And then you think through the day, and you're like, oh, that's right. I wasn't sure if I was going to do that. And you covered it up by opening up your Facebook app for the second. And you just moved on. The Apostle Paul this morning, he, he wants to bring the crickets forward so that you'll begin to listen again to the very real voice and conscience that each God has gifted to each of us. This is the sound of conscience. And it's real. I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. It's really important that you hear it. Because listen to what, what the Apostle Paul says, and this is the sting of conscience then. He says this, whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. So, so here we have a, a, a doubting conscience. They're wondering, should I drink the wine? Should I, I, I eat a little bit of meat? Can I do it? Should I have the halal meat? And, and, they're, and they're doubting and they're wondering if they can, they can stand before God with a clear conscience. And then they eat. And they're doubly condemned, Paul says. First of all, by themselves. Because they're looking at it. And they're like, I'm still not sure. That might have been really offensive to God. And, and, and they're saying to themselves, I am a piece of trash. Self-condemnation. I, I can't believe I did that. And then when a person like that who's, who's already self-condemned, they come into the presence of the very God who bought them with their blood, and they say to themselves, you know what, I can't feel right before God now. And so they're condemned before God because they can't rise up in faith and trust that they're forgiven. This is, this, this is the sting of conscience. This is, we, we, look, we, we, we could talk about it this way. The conscience, the, the apostles treat the conscience with such sensitivity. You think of the conscience like an, it, it, is, it is to the soul what, what the eye is to the body. It is, it is, it is, a, it is something that illuminates. It, it, it helps us to, to separate between light and darkness. It helps us to see what is morally correct before, before ourselves and before God. It is, it is an organ. You know what you can't do with an eye? 
You cannot turn the eye into a pincushion. You can't take a needle and, and shove it into the eye and, and hope that it can still see. The conscience is, is a sensitive organ. It is the eye of the soul. And when it speaks, we must listen because if we don't, we'll kill it. We'll stick needle after needle after needle into the eye and after a while, it'll, it'll die. The Bible says that you can sear it. You can, you can ruin it. It, it. Look, sometimes I think people think that when we sin against conscience, it's like touching an electric fence, like, ooh, that hurt for a second. But it's not. What God is saying, what the Spirit is revealing to us today, it's like sitting in the electric chair. Can't do it. We cannot. This, this, is, this is the deep sting of the conscience. Now, I, I want to help you. I, look, just to, just to bring this into real life for just a second, the, the Romans, what they never should have done is eaten. And the Apostle Paul is saying that. If they can't get to 100%, they can't eat. That, that mother in Brooklyn, what she should have done is she should have went with her kids. She didn't. It, when we're dating, when we're in marriage, there's certain acts that won't feel good. Don't do it, right? That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. My dad, my dad taught me about this. He, he, his conscience was bothering him. At the time, he, he, he went to his pastor. He told me this story. He went to his pastor, and he said, I have this job that makes me go into heterodox churches and raise money. And he asked his pastor, what should I do? And he said, well, do you think it's wrong before God? Does your conscience bother him? My dad said, yes. And the pastor said, you know what you need to do then. And he quit his job. It was a good job. You know what, he, what, you know what job he got? He worked at a gas station for more than a decade then. All because of his conscience. Like you, we, cannot, we cannot live with this day after day sticking needles in, in, the, in the eye of our soul. The, the Apostle Paul says we need to treat it with great sensitivity and, and, or, uh, or else we, we become condemned. Here's, so here's a couple of things. Two things actually. One's a do and, and one's a don't. I'll start with a don't. Don't ever go against conscience. Not ever. King David did. And it was an assault on his faith. And he pushed the Holy Spirit right out of his heart. Don't ever go against conscience. Don't, don't, ever, don't, don't fill in your 1040, like taxes are coming up, and you change one little number. You decide to not report your tips. And you know, like, there's little crickets creeping off, and you're like, you know what? I, I'm going to report it. Don't go against conscience. When someone wants you to do something and, and they're asking you to do something and it just doesn't feel right, don't go against your conscience. It's an assault on your faith. That's what he's saying. This is, this is the don't that, that we, the, of the sting of conscience, but there's one do. If you cannot, if you have a doubtful con conscience, you're not sure, in all the, the shades of gray of life, be, look, the Bible gives us clear, bright lines that we can never 
that, that we can ever cross in so many areas, but then there's so many other areas of life that are, that are simply ambiguous in shades of gray. What do we do? If you're, if you're doubting, this is what you do. You search the scriptures, and then you pray. And if you cannot, if you cannot get a heart's conviction from the Holy Spirit and from your search of the word, just don't do it. This is, this is because we, to the extent possible for poor sinners, we want to protect our conscience. So this is the sting of conscience. And now, and now, like, I've been coming at you with the law so far this morning. And there's not a lot of good news in that. There just isn't. The conscience can be a noisy, complaining thing, and it can sting us deeply. Now I want to talk about the stillness of conscience. And we need to back into this from Paul's words. This is what he says in the verse. He says, everything that does not come from faith is sin. But I want to back into the gospel here and talk about what does come from faith. For a second. Because this is what faith does. Faith looks to Christ. And Christ, what Christ has done for us. His life is the healing balm for our consciences. His, 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 his righteousness is our robe, his death. Christ's death is our rest. It is the healing balm for our consciences that they may be cleared and our sins forgiven. And his resurrection, his resurrection, the, the Bible says it is the declaration that we are right with God. And that declaration screams louder than any guilty conscience. You are forgiven because Christ is for us. Sometimes in life, this is true, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a phrase that when I wrote it in Microsoft Word, it said might be offensive to some people, but I'm going to say it, so it because it's, it, it has resonances with this verse from Romans chapter 14. There's an aphorism that we use in English. And we say, damned if I do and damned if I don't. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been in a situation like that. I think if you've lived long enough, you have too. Like, if you, if you do it, you don't feel good. But at the same time, if you don't do it, you also don't feel good. And, and I've been in that situation before, like, what am I supposed to do here? It's ambiguous. There's shades of gray, and I can't feel good not doing it. I can't feel good doing it. Damned if I do, and damned if I don't. And here's what I want you to know. That that situation, for the Christian who acts in faith, simply doesn't exist. Because here's what we need to do. We need to come to God through Christ and say, God, I've searched your word. 
God, I'm trying to do my best here. And I don't know what to do. But I know I have a perfect Savior. And I am going to act in faith. And whatever you do next is precious to him. Whatever you do next is holy to him. And you can act in a clear conscience because at the end of the day, every single one of us needs to live not, not from a guilty conscience, but from the gospel and act in faith. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, by your spirit, help us to, to hear the sound of our consciences and let it speak to us. Lord Jesus, help us. Give us the strength never to go against conscience. And finally, Lord Jesus, help us to live from your gospel and from faith, knowing that we are fully free and forgiven. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Mm -hmm.